This podcast is made possible by Workiva and U.S. Bank. Hello, this is Rob Borad, CFO of Yingling's Ice Cream, and you are listening to the CFO Thought Leader Podcast. This is episode 387. From Middle Market Media, this is CFO Thought Leader, where we speak to finance leaders about driving change within their organizations. Hi, it's Jack Sweeney. On today's show, we speak to Jennifer Liu, CFO of Adoro Biotech. Before entering the CFO office at Adoro, Jennifer oversaw the company's IPO process, a carefully executed undertaking where corporate leaders marched in lockstep with finance. Our discussion with Jennifer begins after these words from our sponsor. Workiva transforms the way people work through connected reporting and compliance. The facts are, a majority of senior accounting and finance professionals say their financial reporting involves a huge amount of manual work and is inherently error-prone, leading to risk. Risk that's intensified by new business complexities and the changing business climate. Linked data elements, numbers, narrative, and calculations together everywhere you use them. When you change data at the source, it's changed at the destination. Gaining trust in your data and processes is that simple. Join over 3,500 customers who enjoy the benefits of using Workiva by connecting their organizations from record to report. Visit workiva.com slash CFO. Thank you. 
Thought Leader listeners, we're about to ask CFO Jennifer Liu to enter the mentoring round. But first, we ask her about her team and how it's likely to evolve in the next decade. After these words from our sponsor. You want smart, clear, and honest guidance to help you meet the financial goals of your middle market business. With U.S. Bank, you have a partner who will help you find the right solutions to help your organization reduce payment costs, enhance control, improve cash flow, and expand your spend visibility. U.S. Bank's dedication to making ethical decisions and doing the right thing is at the heart of what they do, and their efforts haven't gone unnoticed. They've been named a 2017 World's Most Ethical Company for the third consecutive year by the Ethisphere Institute. To learn more, visit uspayment.com slash middle market. As we approach our mentoring round, we wanted to quickly ask you about your finance team and how you expect uh, that team to evolve into the future. Uh, there are perhaps, uh, I imagine it's made up of some classic uh, traditional skill sets uh, that finance professionals are known for. Uh, but perhaps some, some new and different skills as well. Uh, but as we move into the future, uh, that's the, the million-dollar question. What is this team going to look like? What would you share with us? I think it's a, it's a hybrid in terms of designing the team. Obviously, you want to continue to develop your internal talent. It's just really important to have highly motivated people who want to make a positive contribution. Um, I think there are certain traditional roles, as you as you stated, in the finance organization, and particularly when you're serving a publicly traded company, you need to have skill sets that involve uh, people who understand the SEC rules and regulations, the disclosure rules that are required by the Securities and Exchange Commission, and so. So there will probably not be, you know, a decline in terms of, of the need for those positions. But I think what you're also asking is about skill set 
And I think that over time, one of the things that I prioritize is really the analytical skills and the critical thinking component there because in many ways, science is built on a number of very routine transactions that, that are just about processing, whether it's making payroll or paying your outside vendors. But in the end, like I had said previously, if, if your intent is to utilize the financials in a relevant way to help tell a story about the business, you need a team that can work on being able to tell that story. Because what that does is empower the, the management team and other leaders in the organization to be better at decision making and to understand earlier on whether you're on or off track in whatever metric you choose. And having those early warnings utilizing the financial data is it's very helpful to the rest of the organization. So I, I tend to look for people on my team who have that desire to build the, the analytical capabilities and, and build on their storytelling capabilities as well. Okay, we're going to enter the mentoring round where I get to ask you several quick questions intended to inspire and mentor future finance leaders. What's one thing that's exciting you about finance and business today? I think the main thing that's exciting for me is just being in the business of what I feel is really cutting-edge science. And so, again, it comes back to industry and being able to feel as though you're contributing to something larger than, um, you know, than just something you could do on your own. And so, in my mind, it's, it's the confluence of both finance and business within the life science industry. What if someone had told you and at the very start of your CFO career, so it wasn't all that long ago, but what was that piece of advice you, you wish someone had, had shared with you as you entered the office? Uh, well, what I, what I realize for myself now is that there is really no finish line. And so, you know, as much as people would like to think about climbing the ladder and, and ambition, et cetera, which is a good thing, it's just, I started to realize that the experiences along the way and the opportunities, you know, that take you down a pretty unique path uh, are just as rewarding as the end goal. Um, and those, you know, are valuable experiences as well. So think about it more as, as the process and really enjoying the ride along the way versus thinking about just getting to the end. Do you have a personal habit that you believe is helpful? contribute to your professional success? I think my personal habit uh, tends to be more on the listening side of things. I tend to be a good listener in the sense that I'm always trying to figure out what is what is the landscape of things before making any, drawing any conclusions to, um, to preliminarily. And I also believe that you really just need to be genuine. So remembering the path that you've taken, um, where you've come from, and who has helped you get there is important, as well as just how you how you treat and help others. So again, you know, very service-oriented role in finance, um, because that's been the best way for me to develop a, a sense of trust with my colleagues around me and, and building teams that ultimately are, are successful or have the opportunities for success. Is there a book you'd recommend to aspiring finance leaders? 
Yes, there's a book called Becoming the Best by Harry Kramer. And Harry is a, a longtime friend and former colleague of our CEO here at Azuro. And he's written this great book called Becoming the Best, which is about values-based leadership. So I would highly recommend it. There are some memorable spots in the book, including some pretty funny anecdotes that are, again, you know, just easy to, to reference. And one of the things in particular that I love about the book, he talks about this phrase, quote-unquote, those guys. And those guys are um, representative of this inherent assumption in many companies that those are the people that are either the boss or they're at the higher level or they're the smarter ones that that they're, they're the ones that are going to make the decision. But then in reading it, you, you start to realize that we are actually those guys and that he's very encouraging, Harry, as the author, is very encouraging that leadership can happen at any level, regardless of your title, regardless of your seniority, and just encouraging people to act and not wait and assume that those guys are going to take care of everything. Our final question, what are your priorities as a finance leader over the next 12 months? Well, at Adora specifically, I think we have some significant opportunities with our current cancer programs and the technologies that will provide a very unique approach to uh, the current landscape of therapies. And so... Uh, my focus in the next 12 to 18 months is doing whatever I can to help advance those programs to generate clinical data. And that's, you know, the, the outlook for us, which can hopefully lend itself to opportunities Jennifer Liu, thank you for joining us on CFO Thought Leader. Thanks so much, Jack. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, Thought Leader listeners, you can now go premium at CFOThoughtLeader.com.